Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk Weekly, my episode 67. I look around the internet for the latest sci-fi, horror, comics, and fantasy news. And this is part of Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore humanity. I'm Tony Tolado. And here are the headlines. The strike continues, but there is hope. The Last of Us casts its Abbey, and news on the Crow reboot and Stranger Things Season 5 update. We'll have that and more in just a moment. Deadline reports that some progress was made in talks between the AMPTP and SAG-AFTRA, according to Chief Negotiator Duncan Crabtree Ireland, and really was an agreement on releasing streaming numbers. It's a good first step, he told Deadline after his appearance on stage at the Canadian Broadcasting Centre. As it stands, writers and actors get paid on syndicated movies and TV series that aren't dependent on viewership numbers. Meaning, quite simply, it doesn't matter how many people are watching an X-Men movie on FX for the cast or the scribes to get paid. Crabtree Ireland, on their proposal. Our proposal is based on an algorithm that Parrot Analytics uses to value the financial contribution of the cast participations to a platform. The concept is some measured focus of success, so if companies come back with an alternative of that, we would certainly consider. There is more on this at Deadline.com. I certainly support their efforts to get paid what they deserve. Collider reports that The Last of Us has cast its Abbey. Showrunner David Mazin told the LA Times, once the series is back in production, Key questions abound about the second season, such as who will play Abby, a new character that is a rival to Ellie. The LA Times would go on to confirm the role has been cast, but obviously with the strike currently seeing no end in sight, fans have to wait and find out who's actually going to be playing her. More at Collider.com. And speaking of Collider, they have news on the Crow reboot. Bill Skarsgård will star as Eric Draven and that's going to be released in 2024. Directing is Rupert Sanders. Other actors include FAK's Twigs, Danny Houston, Laura Byrne, and Jordan Bulger. Look for both stories at Collider.com. Deadline reports that Stranger Things Season 5 producer Sean Levy teased some details. There's no way it's going to be contagious with Season 4 and not, frankly, expanded scale and depth. He told this to Film Magazine. It's a major, major cinematic storytelling that happens to be called the TV series. Stranger Things 5 is as big as any of the movies that we see. More at Deadline. Indy 100 reports that scientists have discovered a new planet in our solar system. Right now we have eight. Pluto got booted off in 2006. But what if there was another one, or even more than that? Turns out that might be the case. Astronomers have calculated about a 7% chance that Earth has another neighbor hiding in the Oort cloud. It's a spherical region of ice chunks and rocks that is tens of thousands of times farther from the Sun than we are. It's completely plausible to our solar system to have captured such an Oort cloud planet, said Nathan Cape, co-author on the work 
and an astronomer at the Planetary Science Institute. Hidden worlds like this are like a class of planets that should definitely exist, but have received relatively little attention until now, he, he went on to say. If a planet is hiding in the Oort cloud, it's almost certainly an ice giant. Large planets like Jupiter and Saturn, usually they're born as twins, and they have huge gravitational pulls of their own. However, and sometimes destabilize one another. The survivor planets have eccentric orbits, which are like scars from their violent past, said Sean Raymond, researcher at the University of Bordeaux's Astrophysics Laboratory. That means the Oort Cloud planet could have a significantly elongated orbit, unlike the near-perfect circle Earth tracks around the Sun. Trouble is, when things are that far away, they're pretty difficult to spot. It would be pretty hard to detect, according to Raymond. If a Neptune-sized planet existed in our Oort cloud, there's a good chance we wouldn't have found it yet, said Melina Rice, an astronomer at MIT who is not involved in this particular work. According to movie web, Gene Roddenberry's regret was in firing Grace Lee Whitney as Yeoman Rand after the first season of Star Trek. In the 50-year mission, written by the complete uncensored, unauthorized oral history of Star Trek the first 25 years, written by Ed Gross and Mark Altman, Roddenberry said, The mistake I made with Rand, and I've regretted it many times, was that the network said to me, We've been meeting on this, and we think you should do something is to get a different, exciting young lady every week, rather than the same one. And I had said no so many times to the network that I thought I maybe should give them a yes this time. But looking back now, I would have kept Rand on the show, and I'm sorry I didn't. I know what a disappointment it was to Grace Lee Whitney. More at MovieWeb. There's more Sci-Fi Talk Weekly, so stay tuned. Metro gives us a second look at Baldur's Gate 3 from Game Central. Here's a sample. Baldur's Gate 3 is a great game, one of the best computer role players of all time. But it's far from perfect, and not just because of the numerous and varied bugs. The first act is truly magical, and one of the most engrossing video game experiences we've been a part of. But the rest doesn't quite live up to that early promise, even if it's still highly entertaining in its own right. Flawed as it might be, Baldur's Gate 3 sets new standards for not just a genre, but gaming as a whole, and it's usually exciting to think of subsequent games trying to live up to that example. The gate has been opened, and now it's up to Larry and others to see how far they can go beyond it. Take a deeper dive at Metro. Giant Freakin' Robot looks at how Doctor Who's sonic screwdriver works. Here's just a little bit of it. The first thing you should know about this iconic device is that in the early days of Doctor Who, the sonic screwdriver was a much more simpler tool than the modern show, and accordingly, much easier to understand. When it was first introduced back in the second Doctor's adventure, Fury from the Deep, the device was true to its name and can only use sonic waves to complete various tasks. The most basic of these tasks included unlocking doors and disrupting equipment, 
and it can also emit ultrasonic waves fast enough that it could serve as a welding torch. That's just a sample from Giant Freakin' Robot. Read all about the screwdriver there. The Independent reports that James Gunn clears the air in regard to the recasting of Henry Cavill as the Man of Steel. This past June, Gunn announced that the role of Superman would be played in the forthcoming Superman legacy by the politician star David Cornsweet. The film is to come out in cinemas 2025. Gunn had initially written that Cavill was being recast because Superman Legacy was to focus on a younger version of the character. In the initial stages, our story will be focusing on an earlier part of Superman's life, so the character will not be played by Henry Cavill, he wrote on Twitter. Now X. However, this week, Gunn issued a clarification on social media platform threads after a question from a fan concerning the recent DC release, Blue Beetle. The fan said, so in Blue Beetle, at least in the commercial, Jamie knows who Superman is, and you said Blue Beetle is in your DCU. So is your young Superman movie set in the past? I was never making a young Superman movie. Just Superman movie was the response from James Gunn. More at The Independent. Screen Rant has a story that George Lucas explained the Force, and that was actually about 42 years ago. And here are some points that relate to the series Ahsoka. Jedi training is not limited to those who can wield the Force. Anyone can tap into the Force, but it requires discipline and a dedication to become a Jedi. The Force is an energy field surrounding all living things, not just Jedi. Natural talent is helpful, but without training and discipline, it means nothing. Sabine Wren's ability to progress in her Jedi training depends on her willingness to open herself up to the Force. But what about those metachlorians? Remember that from Phantom uh, Menace? Eh. There's more of a deep dive on this at Screen Rant. And that's all the news for today. And just to remind you, Sci-Fi Talk Plus has a free lifetime subscription offer. This episode of Sci-Fi Talk Weekly, you would hear commercial-free on Sci-Fi Talk Plus. And it's free without any obligation. Just click on the show notes. For Sci-Fi Talk Weekly, episode 67, I'm Tony Tolado. Thanks so much for listening. 